Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Joe Giambroni. He is a poultry health professor at Auburn University. Great to see you. Great to see you as well. And also the author of uh, Poultry Health and Management, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. So I, I know I could ask you about just about any disease today, and I know that you'd have some good information. Mm -hmm. um, but one disease we haven't talked about is mm -hmm. Newcastle. And we haven't had to talk about it because right. the industry has pretty much had it under control. But over the past year, more specifically like the last six months or so, they've had about 120 outbreaks in California. I think only a few on commercial farms, but nevertheless, it's there. Uh, should the rest of the country be concerned about that? Uh, no question about it because we've seen in the past, although it's been 20 years ago where the virus escaped into commercial layer operations and then spread out of California to nearby states going as far as Texas. And when you get that far, you're, you've got Arkansas there, Mississippi, you've got a large amount of broiler farms where they even have less biosecurity than they would on layer farms. So uh, if it gets to that point, then we're going to have a really, really severe problem. What do we know about the Newcastle that has been in California over the past uh, year? Is it different than what we've seen before? I don't think so. There's been some molecular studies about it. It's the most virulent form, which is normally referred to as VVND, viscerotropic valogenic, which affects both the respiratory tract as well as the enteric tract. Some people call it exotic Newcastle because it's not normally in this country. We're just going to have to do the best we can to keep it on the backyard birds and not allow it to enter the commercial farms. Because once it's in the commercial farms, uh, you're going to have problems because they're so large, they become an incubator, just like influenza. You've got it in these wild free-flying birds, and once it gets into large farms, you get an amplification, and then, uh, then you've got extreme problems. Even so, across the country, uh, there's been an increase in uh, urban chicken farming course, and more backyard operations, yes. a lot of hobbyist farms. Uh, are, are, are they a concern? I mean, how can these backyard operations, and everybody has a right to farm, but how can these backyard operations and the, the commercial operations coexist? Do they need to do a better job of communicating with each other? No, no question. In California, they have a slightly different system in that they hire individuals to work on the farm. In other parts of the country, especially the southeast, most of the time these are family-owned where you know that they don't have backyard flocks. People going in, since the outbreak of influenza, people are changing their boots, uh, they're signing in, there's more signage. Well, obviously that's not going to occur on backyard flocks. The concern we have for backyard flocks in the southeast is mainly for bacteria like salmonella that don't cause disease. They are asymptomatic in the chickens, but if then people then handle those or consume the eggs from them, they could end up with severe enteric diseases and young children are extremely susceptible and we do see that. You can get fatalities from that. So getting back to uh, Newcastle, what does the poultry industry in the southeast and maybe even east coast need to do to 
protect itself from Newcastle so they don't have a situation like what we're seeing in California right now. It's similar to avian influenza in that you have to continually, continually monitor. Monitoring of wild birds, backyard birds, and the commercial birds um, have to be done, but then again, the infrastructure is not there to know where these birds are. So when you, you really have to have individuals that you know that are going to come to your farms to not have backyard birds. And uh, when we see these outbreaks in California, they continue to spread in these backyard flocks, kind of unabated. And it's not until um, you get really large outbreaks that in, uh, spread to the, to the commercial farms and then are amplified and you've got sharing a lot of times with equipment on commercial farms because the equipment is expensive like we saw with influenza and that's how it got from one commercial farm to another because there, there was sharing of large expensive equipment. So all, all that needs to be dealt with. So does this shine a brighter spotlight on Newcastle vaccination? Uh, certainly, and the deal with uh, pullet farms is that they are closely monitored, that serologically is there because they're not in cages and they're vaccinated uh, and there's much more control. But once they get into the layer facility, there's a tendency not to want to vaccinate. First off, it's really hard to vaccinate birds in cages because, because they are on uh, automated waters. It's hard to get them to all to drink the water. And the vaccines are, since they're live, they're reactive. And it can affect the egg production and shell quality. So, so commercial producers are reluctant to continue to vaccinate. And these vaccines, even the live, even the killed, uh, they are only effective for a certain amount of time. So um, you've got this conundrum is, how often do we want to vaccinate? Because it costs money, you've got labor involved, and do we need to do it? It's like insurance. How much insurance are you willing to pay for? So um, what would be your advice then to producers in the Southeast and East Coast beyond vaccination? Uh, what, what else could they be doing to guard against Newcastle at this point? Well, again, biosecurity, again, is gonna be so important making sure that the individuals that enter your farm have no exposure to to these backyard birds and continually having the diagnostic labs uh, check these birds and if you see the diagnostician sees anything out of the ordinary increased mortality uh, a combination of uh, respiratory and enteric um, diseases that needs to be reported immediately to the state veterinarian. The samples need to be sent out. The farms need to be quarantined. Uh, there's, now we have GPS, and the GPS works really well with farms, and you can then shuttle the, those farms that are infected to get to the processing plant without uh, having this, a little connection to other farms. So we have a lot of stop gaps. And, 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 in, and in, in the Southeast, um, we don't allow live bird markets. Uh, even, even though uh, there's show birds and there are these backyard birds, but more and more we're trying to get uh, the state veterinarian to hire additional uh, individuals to go out and bleed these birds. Because that's one of the 
things we can do. And in the vaccines companies, it's incumbent on them to make sure that their vaccines are working. And, and uh, in most of the large poultry vaccines have veterinarians on staff who are constantly going to these farms. And it's also incumbent to the service people that go on a daily basis to these farms to look out for that. And the increase in mortality with this disease, you can see it really quickly. And the only thing that would overlap with that would be avian influenza. Those are the diseases where you can get 100% morbidity and mortality. It's more dangerous with influenza because we're not vaccinating. With Newcastle, at least we have the vaccines to prevent the spread. And so if you, you have an outbreak of commercial uh, layer farms and you're close to that, it would be incumbent on you to do serologically testing on your farms and then revaccinate. Even if it's going to cost you in uh, production, you know, it's time to vaccinate. But, it, but it's hard to pull birds out of the cages and give them injection. So you, you could put it in the spray. I mean, it, it is uh, a difficult on farms that have, and we saw that with influenza, they have 5 million birds on a farm to get them vaccinated in a quick amount of time. Well, the good thing about Newcastle, if there is a good thing, is that when avian influenza came along a few years ago, it really was a wake-up call to the industry to elevate their biosecurity, and I guess getting some reports from California will kind of give we, everybody a shot in the arm to, to do more. No question. And states which border California, uh, they need to be uh, very vigilant. Once you have it, you know really quickly. It's not like variant strains of uh, bronchitis or bursal disease or reovirus that kind of sneaks up on you. And, and then there are also, um, it's, it's difficult to determine, differentiate these others without additional laboratory tests. But this shows up really quickly. But, but it is a problem now. I mean, we know that it's got into farms. It's only been a limited commercial farms, but the, fr the fact that it has uh, is putting everyone in California on alert. Mm -hmm.